Let us praise the Lord. Let us shout our songs of thanksgiving to God. For God has done wonderful things for us. God's love and blessings have been showered upon us. Come, let us praise the Lord. Let us sing and give thanks. God is calling you today. Help us hear your God's call in our hearts. God needs your gifts and graces to help others. May we use the blessings which God has given us for the benefit of others. Come, let us worship and celebrate God's love for us. Let us show our faithfulness in our words and actions. Amen. Gracious God, we have a tendency to wander in the wilderness of our own creating. When opportunities to serve you are given, we consult our calendars to see if there is anything else we have to do. We place our needs and our schedules before our services to you. Help us to reorder our priorities. Help us to look again at the wonderful opportunities you give us to be of service to you by working with others, reaching out to heal and help. Bring us to the light of your love once again. Let us love you truly with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength serving you without counting the cost. Today's reading is from the Gospel of Luke in the 14th chapter. One of the dinner guests, upon hearing this, said to Jesus, Blessed is anyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then Jesus said to him, Someone gave a great dinner and invited many. At the time for the dinner, he sent out his slave to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of land, and I must go out and see it. Please accept my regrets. Another said to him, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I am going out to try them out. Please accept my regrets. Yet another said, I have just been married, and therefore I cannot come. So, a slave, so the slave returned and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and said to his slave, Go out at once into the streets and lanes of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And the slave said, Sir, what you ordered has been done, and there is still room. Then the master said to the slave, Go out into the roads and lanes and compel people to come in so that my house may be filled. Here ends the reading. Well, Scott, let me tell you, you are spoiled to be able to have chapel like this weekly with a choir and boom whackers. You know, that's, that's impressive. 
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I had the privilege to take a tour of the new Student Union Building. And of course, when I say the new Student Union Building, I really mean the old calf. That is one of the things you have to expect about Cal Lutheran. We have been recycling around here long before recycling was the cool and environmental thing to do. Recycling in terms of repurposing, which of course has become the university's message in a way. Purpose can change your perspective. But of course the converse might apply as well. A new perspective might lead to a repurpose. Because after all, it's been going around here since 1959, bringing new life to old or worn out buildings and structures. Seems kind of biblical, or maybe part of a good Norwegian farming ethic. Hey, let's not get rid of that. It's still good. It's still standing. And so Cal Lutheran has repurposed hangars into gymnasiums and again into theater arts buildings and a ranch house into music department offices. And of course, everyone's favorite, especially around homecoming, chicken coops into classrooms. And there's been a lot of value that has come from these coops. Every CLU student from those generations has been able to graduate knowing the answer to the proverbial question, why did the chicken cross the road? Because it had to get to class. <laughs> and so now we await the completion of the new student union building repurposed from the old calf. But as I toured the unfinished building, I couldn't help but see a flood of memories and hear echoes of my time spent communing in that building. Imagining the tables laid out like it was when I was there, seeing the drink station, craving Effie's cupcake bar. But the loudest sound I heard was the dear voice of my favorite cafeteria worker, Alicia, yelling, the other side is open. Yeah. Some of you know that very clearly. The other side is open. That was the invitation that was given when the line was backed up on the central staircase because they were only serving from one line. And so to alleviate the traffic jam, Alicia would declare, other side is open, allowing all who were waiting to get their food fast and easy access to being served. In our impatient world, predicated by instant gratification, the other side is open, was received as good news and appreciative hospitality. With that simple little phrase, the other side is open, it declares that there is room for you to be fed, that you are valued, that your time is precious, and that all are welcome to come and eat. And that seems kind of biblical to me as well. In this reading from Luke, I hear Alicia's voice. The other side is open as God has prepared a feast for all to share. Come, for everything is now ready. But sometimes we don't heed the invitation. We're too busy. We have to study. 
We have to work. We want to try out our new oxen. At least uh, that's what it said in the text. We're too self-centered and risk missing out on the good things that God is trying to give us. The good things that God is inviting us to be a part of. This kingdom of God that is here before us, that is open, that welcomes our participation. Which is why God sent Christ, the servant of us all. Christ went out to bring the people in. His redeeming work, death and resurrection, has ensured that there is room at the table for everyone. That there is food for everyone. All sides are open. There is no waiting. There are no more excuses for us to make. Come, take your place. Enjoy the party. Be filled. And in that process, we notice that there are still more seats to be filled, still more spaces available. There is still room at the table. So we feel compelled, something inside us that leads us, that sends us off to share this party this banquet with others. And so off we go with purpose to bring others to the table, especially those we consider as others, those that are different from us, those whose voices and experiences have not been shared by us. We invite others who don't know privilege or have been given advantages for success that we have. And we declare to them, the other side is open. Because around this table, in this cafeteria, at the Ullman Commons, the Samuelson Chapel, at California Lutheran University, there is a place for all to come together to share perspectives and learn from one another as we are fed from the source of life. Amen. May the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in faith. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Gracious and loving God, in a universe that seems so immense, it is easy to feel insignificant as we stand here today. Yet we know that we are precious in your sight, unique individuals loved and blessed in so many ways. We stand in awe of your creating ways, your certain leading, and your call for us to serve this day and always. Holy God, bless us, guide us, shape us, and draw us into your future. Amen. The pathway is open before you this day. It is a path of peace and hope. These are gifts of God. And we are all asked to share these gifts with the world. Go in peace, bringing hope to all that you meet. Go, blessed ones, to serve God with all your days. <laughs>